the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Bottom line, whatever system you're going to take a look at, be it Infusion Software or any other, you want to focus on what are my needs today, what, where do I want to go, and make sure that you're not going to get put in a corner, basically stuck with a system that won't grow with you. Run your law firm the right way. The right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. You're back on the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. Hey, Jimmy, we've got a pretty awesome guest today, man. Yeah, our guest today is Jason Osterley. He's the owner of Washmo Media LLC. He's an Infusionsoft certified partner. And he's here today to talk to us about systems and how we can use systems to improve our firm's efficiency. Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. For our listeners who don't know, Jason has helped Tyson and I start Maximum Lawyer. He helped us get the website up and running. He's a certified Infusionsoft partner. He's our go-to guy when we have questions about Infusionsoft, which is our client marketing system, our software that we use. And we really enjoy working with Jason. We wanted to have him on the show because you've helped Tyson and I really build out some of our Infusionsoft systems. You helped me with my website. You did an amazing job. And I know that you spend a lot of time working with integrations within Infusionsoft. Why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about your business? Sure. So the main part of our business is helping businesses integrate systems, tie systems together that they're currently using, and then also guide them towards systems that might help fit some specific needs. As an example, Infusionsoft is a customer management system that a lot of business I work with use. And that system is great, but a lot of times it doesn't do some specific tasks. For instance, registering people for webinars, it may not be able to do that the way you need to do, or maybe some e-commerce functionality that it doesn't do. So what I help those businesses do is bring the data from other systems into Infusionsoft. So as it might relate to an attorney, uh, if you're using Clio or MyCase, there may be data in those systems that it would be beneficial to get into Infusionsoft. And that's the type of help I provide my clients. Jason, we talk a lot about Infusionsoft and things like that. We, we, Jim and I both use it. We both really like it. But what are some other tools that people might use that could help them automate and really connect their systems to their firms to increase their efficiency? Well, yeah, Infusionsoft's a great system. It has some costs associated with it that someone may not be able to take on immediately. There's definitely similar platforms, for instance. You know, even MailChimp today has added some functionality that helps with a, a bit of segmentation and automation of, of email marketing. Active Campaign is one I'm not as familiar with. It does some of that same functionality as well. 
But bottom line, whatever system you're going to take a look at, be it Infusionsoft or any other, you want to focus on what are my needs today? What, where do I want to go? And make sure that you're not going to get put in a corner, basically stuck with a system that won't grow with you. So I think the big thing would be as you're selecting a system to make sure that it will scale as you need to scale. I would also say, you know, how I help clients out with tying systems together, a big part of of uh, selecting a system is making sure it can do the integrations because any system you pick is probably not going to be all encompassing and all capable. So one thing to look for when you're selecting a system is, does it have API availability? And API stands for Application Programming Interface. That's getting a little technical, but basically when there's an API available for a specific uh, system, it makes it possible for people like myself to help tie those systems uh, together to make a larger tool possible for you. Jason, let's pretend that we are at a dinner party and we've just met. I'm a relatively new lawyer. I've been out two or three years. I have a collection of uh, email addresses and phone numbers from people that have been uh, contacting my firm over the last six months. And I'm thinking about the value of having a CRM like Infusionsoft. What is email automation? Why would I think about it? What, what kind of tips would you have for someone in that boat? Sure. So with that list, hopefully, hopefully you've got it segmented a little bit. So, and by segmentation, I mean, you know, these people are potential clients. These people are just leads. They don't have any needs right now, but ultimately they could become clients. These people are attorneys you met at some association meeting. So having that list segmented is a great thing. And certainly you can go back and do that to an extent after the fact, but it's great to have them segmented from the beginning. So getting that into a marketing automation tool lets you start sending messaging to those different segments based on what you know about them. So for instance, the lead segment that maybe it's people that have an interest or have a need for your services, you might talk to them a little bit differently than you might talk to some fellow attorneys that either perhaps practice in your same practice areas or practice in different practice areas. So by having an audience in your marketing automation system, that is segmented, you can start sending, again, the right message to the right person, and on top of that, at the right time. That's the the big power of marketing automation systems is being able to do those three things, because by doing that, you're sending a message that will be received by the customer, not just as a, not it won't just be an email that just sent to them, and, and they think, why did I send this, or oh, I'm on their mailing list but maybe it will have more meaning, more value to them that makes it look like you know and you care about what their specific situation is. Jason, I want to keep this sort of as service level as possible, but can you describe just to the listeners what the sales funnel is? Because the reason why I want to make sure people know why this is all important, but just can you describe what the sales funnel is and how to sort of set it up? Sure. So there's, there's a lot of ways to look at that. If we're talking specifically maybe about attorneys, you're going to have your website out there collecting leads that have to go somewhere. So basically, many CRMs are going to have a a tool that let you put a form on your website. At that point, they come into your CRM or your system, whatever it is, as a potential customer, a, a lead. From there, there's some amount of nurturing that might need to happen to convert that lead into a customer. That could be tied to perhaps some phone calls that, that automatically go out by you or your staff, some print material that gets mailed to the person, or definitely just emails that get sent out. Those emails can be both educational, providing specific information about the, the type of practice area that, that you're focusing on with that client, 
or they can talk a little bit about your firm. But the point here isn't to try to promote yourself or try to promote your services. It's try to educate them, build rapport with that specific lead. So at some point, you're going to hopefully get a conversion there, make that sale. And from there, the next step is going to be continuing to educate them on the process. Uh, Again, speaking with an attorney at the point that you've got them to sign a letter, there's a whole whole lot more work to be done to continue through this process. It's not a typical retail business. You sell the product and the customer's gone. So from that point, you're going to be educating them on next steps of your, of your process. If it's a personal injury case, maybe sending out letters to medical providers to get information on medical history, that type of thing. But there's so much going on on that, that next stage as far as emails going out or other types of notifications happening. We're talking with Jason Osterley. He's the owner of Washmo Media LLC. He's a Infusionsoft certified partner. And Jason, let's talk about the automation piece of all that. Let's talk about from, from on a spectrum, if you had very, very low-level automation, email marketing to the complex, what kind of things can you do with Infusionsoft? Sure. So with Infusionsoft, there's a number of different ways that you can automate processes. From the, the point that a lead comes into your website, you can automate a follow-up email that either provides generic information to that customer or that, that potential lead or provide specific information about the type of case. Now, certainly there's a limit to what you as an attorney can provide in, prior to a, a person actually speaking with you, but you can provide some details on you know, top five thing, mistakes you might make when you're in an auto accident, something along those lines. So you can automate that immediate email going out to that potential lead to help show them that you're an expert in your field, that you know what this practice area means and what types of services you can provide. So that's the easy sort of autoresponder sort of functionality that's available there. A next step in automation would be specifically within Infusionsoft is to apply a task or or, or assign a task to someone in your office to either do a manual follow-up or do some sort of manual check-in with this person. Now, that could be a personalized email that gets sent. It could be a, a... a letter that gets mailed, or it could be a phone call that's made. So that's certainly an option to do that if it makes sense in your flow of automation for a specific practice area. Aside from that, within Infusionsoft, you can set some delays to hold off on sending emails for a specific amount of time. So what that lets you do is repeatedly check in with this person regarding their specific case type, provide some additional information, continue to just keep your name in front of them as they're going through the process of determining if you're the right person for their case. Lots of emails that can be scheduled in advance for a specific practice area that makes sense for every person that comes through that practice area. So once you've figured out, hey, these are the emails I want to send to this person every time because they're the perfect email. They educate, they answer the right questions, they make the person understand why I'm the best person for this job. You might as well automate that and uh, put every customer for that practice area, every lead for that practice area through that sequence. So that's the big thing is, you know, if you understand what is the perfect solution for a specific lead type, why would you not want to do that every time that lead type comes into your system? Hey, Jason. So not everybody's going to use Infusionsoft. It's not for everybody. There, There are a ton of CRMs out there. What are some questions that the listeners need to ask when selecting a CRM, an automation system, whatever it may be, what are some of the questions they should ask before they purchase? Sure. So the big one I I mentioned a little bit earlier was, does it integrate with my other systems? Because, yeah, Infusionsoft maybe isn't the right person for you now, may not be ever. 
just because of the way your firm works, and, and that's, that's perfectly fine. But you want to make sure that wherever you start, you've got somewhere to go from there. Get finding a system that is too closed off, that doesn't let it connect with other systems, ends up putting you in a pretty tight spot when you're ready to step it up a little bit, uh, when you're ready to do go a little bit beyond. So looking for what other systems your CRM that you're looking at integrates with is a big thing. So a lot of times the marketing pages are going to talk about integrations, whether it ties into you know GoToMeeting or, or WebEx or something along those lines, or if it ties into a scheduling package or you know any number of other systems. Uh, if those tools are important to you, you want to make sure they tie in because if they're not, if they don't tie in, it's going to create some manual steps for you every time you need to schedule a meeting or do any other number of things. So uh, that's the big thing. Uh, so look for API integrations. Look for the, the term API listed there or look for a list of integrations that hopefully includes the other products that you're using. You know, aside from that, there's minor things such as, you know, how many contacts can I, can I uh, bring into the system and, and how many emails can I send out. One thing I mentioned earlier is segmentation. You really, really need to be able to segment your audiences. Most systems are going to do that. But if you're starting on the super low end on pricing, you may have a, a challenge segmenting your audiences in an efficient way. And again, by segmentation, I'm saying, you know, are these people just people I've met? Are they people that definitely have a legal need? And if so, which legal need is it? Is it, you know, a criminal case? Is it uh, family law? Is it, you know, what is it? Uh, are these people attorneys? Um, and, you know, if so, are they in my practice areas or are they maybe people I might refer business to or look for referrals from. By having a tool that will let you segment, you're going to be able to send the right message to those folks at the right time. So you don't want to send emails soliciting referrals to other attorneys that are doing your, well, maybe you don't, but in all likelihood, you don't want to be sending referral requests to people who are in your practice area. It won't make as much sense as if you're sending it to, to attorneys that are in totally different practice areas. Uh, same thing with with a person who is needing a criminal lawyer, you want to send emails to them that are relevant to criminal law, not relevant to you know business law or you know immigration or anything else. They want to know that you know their business, not that you're just some you know all-around great lawyer. You want those emails to come to them so they'll think this was meant for me, not I'm on their newsletter list. I thought that was a great point and. You know, there's an, an old podcast by a guy named Joshua Millage who used to do a, an Infusionsoft podcast specifically about Infusionsoft, and he talked about automating the human touch, and I think that's, that's really important because the nice thing about email sequences is you can really build some personality into it. It doesn't have to be like a, a bland broadcast, you know, email to everybody where you're saying the same thing to everybody. It, it really allows you to inject some personality into it. I think one of the people that has really taken this to a whole nother level is Greg Jenkins with MonkeyPod Marketing. He has really used the automation in a way that makes you, over time, get to know him and get to know what his company is all about. And I think it really gives us that chance. Jason, I wanted to ask you, about a year ago, you and Tyson and I started working with two different attorneys. And we don't have to use anybody's names or anything. But right around the same time, two different attorneys signed up for Infusionsoft. And one has had great success. And one sort of closed up shop with Infusionsoft after about six months. And I'm wondering, since you had the most hands-on experience with both of those attorneys, what do you think led to one person succeeding and one person sort of deciding not to use it? How do you think about that? 
Sure. So I'll say I think both of them had the opportunity to make it succeed. Uh, one just wasn't in the right place, possibly the right commitment level at that time to do it. The one that's succeeding using Infusionsoft is really engaged, sends out a fair number of, of uh, emails coming out of the system, brought in a nice-sized list of uh, contacts, leads, past clients, associates, that type of thing, and has really, really engaged in, in using the system. So I think that's what can make you successful is, is either you as the main user of a few stuff getting in there and doing it or having someone get in there and do it for you, but you have to really get it engaged. I think there wasn't as much engagement, and you know, I think they probably had some other things going on that was distracting them a little bit. It wasn't, I don't think, as much of a priority. And one last thing, I believe whether or not this is the case or not, they didn't believe that they could capture as many email addresses for their specific segment, for their specific practice area segment. It's somewhat focused uh, on an audience that maybe doesn't use email as much. And I guess to an extent that could be true, but there's other ways to communicate and there's other ways to try to encourage those folks to provide or otherwise have an email address that you can use to communicate with. But definitely there's a commitment level that has to be there to say, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to get in there and get engaged and see it pay off. Jason, can you go through some of the ways that people can collect email, some of the creative ways you can get email, and then also if the person cannot collect email, what else you can send out to people and how using automation? Sure. So the easy one, of course, is putting forms on your website. It goes beyond that, though, in that someone's not just going to come and say, here's my email address. There's got to be some value proposition there. So you need to be providing them, offering them something that, that's going to be meaningful to their specific situation. And this gets back to you know providing five tips for, for someone who's been in a car accident, uh, you know, five mistakes you make following a car accident. That's one way to collect email addresses is putting a form on your site. But again, you need to focus on providing some sort of value that, that makes a person really want to do that. And that serves as a couple purposes. One, obviously, you're getting their email address. But two, you know, hey, this person was interested enough in immigration law or, or family law, or whatever this, this practice area is, to provide me their email address. So instantly you've segmented them at least to a degree on what their interests are. That's definitely one way. Uh, depending on the type of audience you have and how you interact with them, there's the opportunity to collect email addresses or contact information through, I've worked with a client that's not in the law field that holds uh, regular, let's call them seminars, meetings of, of a pretty decent size. And, and those folks come in and listen to him talk, but then listen to other guests talk and he started you know, promoting a way to text in to get some additional information or to opt in for some certain things. What we did there was basically he had a, a short code that he, people could text to. And with the, a person texting in, immediately would say, hey, what's your email address so I can send this information over to you? And at that point, he has both their email address and their phone number that he can reach out to them in the future. And because he knew, hey, they text this specific word to my text in number, I know they're interested in this certain topic. And so, again, instantly you're segmenting. You're not just collecting an email address for the purpose of collecting email addresses. There's a focus on you know, how I can market to this person or communicate with this person in the future. Obviously, there's other, other ways, depending on the uh, type of interactions you have with folks. If you ever operate in booths or anything along those lines, there's, there's ways to draw people in, but those are a little bit harder to come by, I think, and getting people to stop by your booth and sign up. Uh, but 
the, the two biggest are, are either going to be web forms on your site, which just kind of the old standby, and then texting, allowing people to opt in for specific communications, uh, in particular when you're at events that you have potential clients at. Jason, I think we've got time for sort of one more topic, and, and I'm going to finish up with this, and then we'll get to our tips and hacks of the week. Tyson does a really good job of automation within his during unit, within his providing legal services. And sort of what kinds of things do you think lawyers do too often themselves or have their staff do that they really could automate with a system like Infusionsoft? You know, like the automation of the, you know, tasks for secretaries, tasks for paralegals, tasks for attorneys, you know, the time between when they sign up to be your client until the time you deliver the legal service. Okay, so I would say within your office, there are going to be manual touches, no doubt about it. And that doesn't mean you can't use automation. It just means you need to have the your staff take a handoff, basically, to complete these tasks. So within the during unit, there's likely, and forgive me if I'm not hitting on this exactly right, but there's likely some personal follow-ups that might be needed if you've never received the medical records back. So you've requested them, maybe you requested them twice via an automated system. You may need to say, hey, office assistant, please contact this person and request the records. Or if a person isn't able to receive emails for whatever purpose, you may need your office assistant to take a handoff to do some specific tasks that you might have been trying to complete an automated system like Infusionsoft. So you could be using DocuSign or or another system to automatically collect signatures for specific forms. If that person doesn't or can't or chooses to opt out of doing online signing, there might be a need for a handoff there to have your assistant help out with those tasks. And then that could, you know, just amount to, hey, print off the form and mail it to the specific address. So definitely tasks there, but it's pretty much going to be along the lines of, hey, we need to send something more physical or, or custom, or we need to take the time to make a specific phone call to this person. And, you know, it doesn't have to be something that you absolutely have to do in your process. It could be something that you want to do to change up the touches that you have during the during cycle. So, you know, it could be, hey, have the office assistant give this person a call to say, you know, hey, this is uh, Tyson's office. We just wanted to check in and, and make sure everything was going okay, make sure you didn't have any questions that we could take for you here. You don't have to do that, but that's a super personal touch that is going to make them understand that you're paying attention to them, even if they have a sense that, hey, those last three emails I got were somewhat automated or appeared to be automated or weren't exactly written for me, they are paying attention. They did just give me a call to check in, you know, outside that that system. That was a great response, Jason. That was a lot of good information. I think we are out of time, though. Jimmy, you ready for your hack of the week? My hack of the week is Upwork. So we, as you know, have been getting pretty busy with the immigration changes that are coming down the bent. And we, I was talking to my buddy Brent Sheely, who is big on Upworks. His wife has a kinder music franchise up in Minnesota, and they use Upworks for a lot of different things. And he said to me that he thought I could find an immigration paralegal on Upwork, and I thought he was crazy. And about three months ago, we did find a lady. She's an older lady who has a paralegal certificate and and an immigration paralegal certificate. She lives on a farm in Tennessee. And so when our clients hire us to prepare the immigration forms, we just send off the intake form to her. And within 12 hours, we have all the forms back for us. And she charges us like $45 to knock those out. So it's been a real bargain for us. And 
I think you can find just about anybody on Upworks, and so it's been a, a great tool for us. Man, Jimmy, I'm glad you finally came around. I've been using that for, geez, five years, and it has been amazing. It used to be Odesk, and now it's Upwork. It is it is really a great tool. It helps you get a lot of things done. I mean, it's not just about saving money either with Upwork. I needed something last week done within 24 hours, and what I did was is I posted something on Upwork, and it was done within 24 hours. It was super quick, and so... It's it's for efficiency. It's for getting things done faster too. So I'm glad you came around. My tip of the week is I I'm always looking to find ways to get more things done. And one of the problems I have is I sit in court for hours at a time, and I'm just waiting there, waiting for a, a judge, waiting for a client, whatever it may be. There's a lot of waiting. And so what I was doing is I was on my phone. I was like, you know what? I wonder if I can create a blog post. And so. What I did is I went to WordPress from my from Chrome, and I was able to add content. I started typing in content, and so it's a really easy way. Just log into your WordPress site and just add a blog post. You're telling me that just the other day you're able to add a photograph from your phone, everything. So it's it is really easy way of adding content. I think I added a quick 500 word post. I was just typing. I was just type 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 like like I was texting someone. I wanted to go back after I got back to the office. I I looked at it to make sure that it was it looked okay on the actual web page, but it's a really easy way of adding content. So in this day and age, there's really no excuse for not having content created on a daily basis. Jason, I know that you have a tip for our listeners, so if you could share that, we'll wrap up the show. Sure. It's kind of switching gears a little bit, but something I've been hitting with a fair number of my clients here lately. When you look at your site day in and day out, you kind of become immune to what's going on on the site. You don't pay as much attention to it, I think. And there's a pretty cool tool for doing a little bit more thorough analysis, particularly around speed and performance of both mobile and desktop. And I think it's worth everyone checking out to get a score, get a rating on on what your site looks like. And then if it makes sense, contact your, your support folks to help you make some tweaks to your site to help improve it. So this site, it's a pretty painful address, is testmysite.thinkwithgoogle.com. Again, it's testmysite dot thinkwithgoogle.com. And what you do, you go there, enter your URL, enter your homepage, and run the test. It's going to give you a report that tells you, you know, hey, you could optimize these ways, these ways, and so on. And, and certainly there's some low-hanging fruit that your support person, your, your web guy can help out with to help speed things up, help make it a little bit more mobile-friendly. That's going to help you, A, with just the, the individual user's view of how they see your site. Does it come up quickly and that type of thing? But then also search engines take that into consideration as far as, is this a site we should be sending people to because it's performing well from a technical perspective? Does it load fast or not? If it's not going to load fast, then it will affect your search ranking. So it's something to take a look at. That's a good one. It's, a, just, it's extremely important. So I think it's a great, great tip. Guys, we're going to wrap it up. Anything else you want to add? No, it's a good show. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Have a great week. And for any other listeners that want to check in with us, go to our Facebook page. Uh, we have a lot of questions that people ask there. We have a lot of interaction, so make sure you engage with us there. Check us out. Uh, we don't have Twitter yet, but we're going to have Twitter. And then also, if you have any questions, just feel free to email us. But have a great week, guys, and talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.